We've made it another week. You're here with us. It's the Bone Zone. Zone Bones. Welcome to the Bone Zone. We got some of the books. Uh, I hate that, but maybe we should, I should send that to my friend Ian and we should make that a, a real thing. Yep. I think that would be sick. Um, yeah, so like yeah. Stellar intro, like the one that's for, um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. For I know some I can't reason. think of thunder something, right? Yeah. Thunder, whatever. Just uh, that so, huge explosive opening and then welcome to the bone zone. <laughs> basically, we're talking about, you know, like oh like walk-on music for wrestling and or like football games. <laughs> and apparently hockey games, because that's how I know that song. <laughs> uh so yeah, this is uh the bone zone. This is uh 22, I'm pretty sure. I'm not gonna yes. I-, I looked at it before, but I'm I'm Champ Champenstein. <laughs> I'm Heather. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about all of your comic needs, wants, dreams. Desires. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say you should start, but you don't have anything I don't have. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm very like I had one book this week, so I was forced to pick several up off of the wall because one book I have never had just one book. Even before I had like a pole pile there, I made sure to pick up at least five every time I went in. So one book is atrocious to me and I don't know what happened. I don't know. I think it's just like baby cutting down on things. It makes it makes sense. <laughs> That's fair. I hate it, yeah. but it's fair. You, you've forsaken all the comic book nerds. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm a mother now. <laughs> Yes, mother. <laughs> okay, so I have Homicide. This is based on Homicide, uh, A Life on the Killing Streets by David Simon. This is uh, adapted by Felipe Squarzoni. Squarzoni. Um, Squarzoni. There you go, if you're looking for it. Um, Squars. It, there are some other people credited, or at least who have like thank yous, uh, Drac, D-R-A-C, and Mad, M-A-D-D, uh, but I'm not 100% sure like their contribute contributions to the, the book itself, like maybe colors and letters, because I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Philip does the, Lipe does the However, I don't, I'm not going to keep going. Uh, art as well. Um, Mothers Against Drunk Driving? Yeah, yes. No. Uh, okay. I was uh, making sure. Not that mad. So anyway, this is, uh, there's not much to say about this. It's just based off of the book. If you're a fan of the book, I would suggest that. I mean, I've liked it so far. It's like different reading it in this graphic novel form. I was planning on rereading trying to reread it before this but I've kind of just keep putting it to the side because I'm like well I've read it before I don't really want to read it again can Um, you show the art in it real quick oh yeah for sure I haven't had a chance to look at it oh okay it's I really really like it it really like it looks really nice yeah it's interesting because one of the characters 
main characters in this book is Jay Landsman, who is also a character in The Wire. Uh, the Wire is also loosely based off of Homicide. This is like, I'm I'm so pleased right now. <laughs> <laughs> I never really get to talk about The Wire. Um, so Jay Landsman is a character in Homicide who he's a real he's a real like Baltimore detective. And in The Wire, the real Jay Landsman plays a character. So Jay Landsman exists in The Wire, but the real Jay Landsman also plays a different character in The Wire. I I remember you telling me about that, like when I started watching The Wire. The Wire so much. Anyway, I was reading this and I was like, man, this guy looks really familiar. Like the art and this like character look really familiar. And I was like, Oh, that's Jay Landsman. Like, I know what Jay Landsman looks like. And that's oh, yeah. Jay Landsman. <laughs> it's just like really funny, like literally seeing him as this like, you know, graphic novel version. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm kind of a sucker for The Wire and Homicide. So of course I'm going to enjoy it. But I think it's really well like adapted so far. And um, the creator did say that like, david simon kind of helped him out with stuff too so okay there's that um that's all otherwise i'll get on a whole different conversation so now on to something completely different yeah (laughs) very different uh this is pool boys this is issue number one um this book kind of jumps around at first it's kind of hard to like get your hands on up until the very end but the basic premise is that uh this cute little man falls in love with this demon demon guy or man from a different dimension monster monster fuckers um i was gonna say same like i've had that happen (laughs) you i was once a pool boy who fell in love with a demon from another dimension uh three of my life but a murder happens and somebody's investigating murder but pretty pretty gay yeah that looks uh super gay and i'm gonna have to find that (laughs) just like oppenheimer no dog in here which blows my mind because killian murphy has no problem hanging dong i've seen 28 days later i know what it looks like yeah no chris and i got in a whole conversation about this because i i did talk about how just segue into this real fast how like when I had the DVD of 28 Days Later, I'd always try to pause it to see his his wang. Yep. And Chris, Chris is like, well, you can see it pretty clearly. And I was like, now when you have like a shitty television and like what that movie came out in like 2001. Yeah. Like, hold on. I, I really want to know the year. But yeah, it's just like, no, you can't. I feel really like it was 2002 it well. because it just had like a this 20th anniversary not too long ago, I feel like. Yeah. 28 days later 2002 yeah so it's one of those things where it's like you know it's not you're pausing it it's not like Mm -hmm. it's you can't really see it yeah so and i didn't see that movie on the big screen i can't pause it when it's on the big big screen excuse me projectionist (laughs) (laughs) no i had that same thing so i that is one of my favorite movies like to this day it is 100% just a yes. solid movie I can go back and watch it and still be completely pleased with it every single time I have never watched a movie like that where I don't get like 
tired of it. And I've been watching it multiple times a year, every single year since I was probably 15 years old. I love that movie. But my, and it's funny how it, it came about because for Christmas that year, that was my present. That was like my one Christmas present. My mom just like randomly found this movie and gave it to me for Christmas. And I was like, huh, this is going to change my life. I just can feel it. <laughs> um, but I had one of those TVs too, where it was just like really bad. It, you, and you just couldn't really see it very well. But you've seen the TV I have in my living room. Pausing it on that thing. Sometimes I just keep it paused. There's no point in watching the rest of the movie. I've seen what I want to see. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was the most disappointing part of Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. Now I know what I'm going in for. <laughs> it's like the internet lied to me and I don't appreciate that. Yeah, damn it. That was like the whole reason I was going to go see that movie is because I read some nasty things about it. And, you know... I'm going to see it anyway, but I just, I I was really hoping for some Killian Murphy wing. Oh, so I suppose at least I didn't spend the extra money on like IMAX to see it, but. I bet it would be cool in IMAX though, like just in general. Oh yeah. I mean, our friend Derek saw it, but he sat in the very front row. So why does he do that to himself? (laughs) Why Derek? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Derek, if you can answer this question whenever you listen to this episode, that'd be sick. Just why? That's all. I just need Uh, to know why. I have two more real fast. So I have Scrapper. This is an issue number one. This is by Cliff Bolinski, Alex DeCampi, and Sandy Jarrell. I'm not sure. Sandy Jarrell does the art. Um, Basically, Dog in the Future has a... has crazy superpowers and finds out that he's like actually made by a corporation is that the book that um the creator of it had something to do with like god of war gears of war gears of war okay i couldn't remember and Fortnite. okay yeah that makes sense um yeah I... hmm. okay yeah the art was really great i really did like the art a lot and it's like I don't know it it wasn't for me it just it felt kind of I don't know the best way to describe it I just it it just didn't hit for me personally mm-hmm. art was good I suppose it felt like kind of like Lady in the Tramp but with two trampy dogs okay yeah I that was one of those that I had like considered picking up but like I don't know if you know this about me. Um, I I love animals, like dogs especially, but mm-hmm. like I cannot read comics about them. Like that one that I read, uh, Good Boy, was like one of the only ones I could, but it was because it was John Wick. Yeah. With yeah, a dog. dog. And so yeah. it was like entertaining in that way. But like most other like stories, for some reason, if it's from the perspective of an animal, I just... I. I can't do it. And I don't know why. It's just, I've never been able to to read one. And so when I saw that, I was like, well, the art looks really cool, but like, I'm just not going to read it. <laughs> yeah. And it's like weird sci-fi superhero dog stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not, not, really, not my. Not, not my it. bag, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Uh, and then I have Something is Killing the Children. It's back. Oops, hit my mic. Um, this is issue number 31. I'm obviously not going to get into this, but the book continues to be extremely excellent. I love the twists and turns. I love the art. Um, the bad guy is pretty pretty sick i wish i looked like that yeah no it's one of those things where i'm just like god damn it's like hot and also scary and also not hot at the same time it's just like i don't know i suppose if you're coming after me i would fucking run yeah it looks like a praying mantis <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's good. <laughs> I, like, I like that description <laughs> um but yeah was that's there all something I like special about that issue i just noticed that several people like special ordered it is um, it just it's coming back it's just because it's coming back and there were uh some people i we know at the shop who uh were catching like reading the trades and caught oh, all the way okay. up okay. uh and what and it was something interesting because um the pull file customer who i did special order this for they were reading the trades and they were messaging me and they're just like uh do you think i should like start getting the single issues i'm like all caught up now and i was like do you think that you would read it like on a month-to-month basis because they do fall behind on their books quite often yeah and they were just like well i would absolutely read this every week or every month that it comes out and then i was like then yeah pro- pro- probably yeah, you might as well. like <laughs> yeah it's like if you think you're gonna yeah, it's like if you're gonna keep reading it, then definitely. Though I, I will have to say that I was like, you kind of just like, you want more. It's that thing with this book is you constantly like when you're reading it month to month, you're just like, I, I need, I need it. Right. I need Which it now. Which makes sense why a lot of people read it in trades because it is that like instant gratification where mm-hmm. you're not like waiting for it, but waiting for the trade is a whole other thing. Yeah, and in this like particular story arc too, it feels like it's it's not been dragging, but it's been like taking its time. Mm-hmm. So it's just like y- you want the end of it even more because like so many like there's so many stakes, and you really want to see how it pays off. Right. All right. Good All to right. know. I'm glad it's back for you. Thank you. Okay. Wait, is that what we have? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, sorry, you froze for a second. Oh, okay. Uh, this is Batman and Superman World's Finest. This is issue number 17. It's, uh, you know, Mark Wade, Dan Mora, Tamara, Bond villain. Um, it is the last part of this particular story arc. We mm-hmm. get the little conclusion. Um, yeah, I don't... <laughs> it's just it's still going it's still doing its thing and i love it yeah it's like you this is again a book like you can't really describe after so long because it just does its thing but it is like very very it's a very good book i i know a lot of people are reading it but i wish more people were reading it i do love how this book is like getting people on dan mora though that's pretty great yeah it makes me because for years now we've been saying like Dan Mora, dude, that's where it's at. Um, I do have to show you, this is one of my favorite pages in the entire book because the face that he's making is me trying to look at the TV. (laughs) It's just a very relatable face. Uh, Yeah, this book is just a lot of fun and 
Dan Moore. Super fast pace too, which Mm -hmm. I think makes it like really easy to read because a lot of the characters like that are introduced and stuff aren't ones that I've like really read before or like care to read, but it's done in such a way that like, I'm like, fuck yeah, every single time a new character is in the page. Yeah, 100%. I would agree. Be cool if we got like a Mr. Miracle or something in there. Ooh, imagine Mora's miracle. I know, I I am. <laughs> Mora's Barda. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, All right, <laughs> one day, one day we'll get it. I know we will. That's what I need. <laughs> okay, I got this book real fast. I have Ms. Truesdale and the and the fall of Hyporia, Hyperborea. Uh, this is a book by Mike McNola and Jesse Lundgren and just a good little Hellboy universe book. Jesse Lundgren's art is just real, real good. And the panels and stuff in this are like. Oh, yeah, that looks really cool. Yeah, it's exceptionally good. Mm-hmm. Um, And this issue, there wasn't a lot of dialogue either. So it's like. Just getting to enjoy like the art itself which was mm. I love books like that where sometimes there's just not a lot of words yeah well and you just let the art sing you know it's just like it's good book stuff mm-hmm. okay I'm ready sorry I'm just I can never remember if her name is Alina okay, okay. I kept getting her mixed up with Elsa charcuterie or however you say her last name um no, Heather, so, no. Alina Casagrande and Elsa Chartier. If I don't have it in front of me, I can't think of how it's spelled. Chartier, something like that. Chartier, I think. Chartier, right? yeah. Okay, well, as long as we're not calling her a mean cheese board, I feel better. Look, I love charcuterie. <laughs> I can't eat them right now. So that's what I've been thinking about. All right, right, Tony Soprano, soon. (laughs) This is Blade. This is issue number one. Uh, This is... Shoot, I just had it open. Brian Hill is the writer. Alina Casagrande is the artist. Uh, Jordi Belair does the colors. And VC's Joe Sabino is the letterer. Um, I don't know. Obviously, not obviously, maybe you don't know. Uh, I picked up this issue because Alina Casagrande did the art for that Black Widow series like a couple years ago last year I I feel like it's been I, a couple years it's been a couple years if like maybe a year and a half yeah um she did the art for that series and I absolutely loved it and I really had no desire to read a Blade story but I'm really glad I picked this one up because I really enjoyed it um yeah it was just it was a lot of uh fun it was really dark um just basically blade is supposed to help this girl who is being hunted by some unknown force um and she goes sideways it does go sideways uh i i did pick up this book for because of the artist because of that black widow series that you got because i just i was really bummed out when i missed out on that series and it looked like really good yeah it was a lot of fun and um her specialty is like the two-page spread which is one of my favorite things because they're always like very, uh, forgive me, epic. They're very epic. I hate when people use that word. Fire, fire, fire. 
So right? fire on God. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that's Blade. Uh, it is a limited series. I believe it's five issues. That sounds right. Seems right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did not have that on my poll at all. It was just a random book that I picked up, but I am going to be adding it because I did enjoy it quite a bit. Um, so I don't know. It doesn't say. We'll figure it out and we'll have that knowledge. So maybe one day we'll tell you about it. Well, I mean, right now I'm seeing four, but it's okay. not like, it's not saying of like five or whatever. Um, it, maybe it'll do what the, um, Black Widow series did. Cause that Black Widow one was only supposed to be like six originally. And it ended up going for like 21. Like yeah, they, like stretching it because it was such a, it was a good story. So who knows? Like uh, yeah, definitely, De- definitely, definitely. Well, because I feel like that's the thing with Marvel a lot of times, and we've heard this from people. It's just like you don't really know if you have an ongoing, so you write for a certain amount, like a story arc, I suppose, like six mm-hmm. issues, and just hope for the best. Right, which um, sucks, but like also, you know. If you're solid at what you're doing, then cool. Yeah, it's just like it's hard to get people, I guess, to read beyond a number one sometimes too. So yeah, yep, that makes sense. Okay, so then I have Zeno. This is a little anthology of sci-fi stories. Is the best way to describe them. Um, and I really like this was a, a strong showing of like stories. There weren't like any particular that I like kind of wanted to just like get through. You know, mm-hmm. they were all like really good, like writing wise and art wise. Um solid little book. There was a really good story in here about like just this worker who ends up getting killed on the job and is brought back to life. And it's basically like, hey, could you give me like a raise or like, you know, a more vacation time? And they're like, well, we brought we brought you back to life and now you have a job for the rest of your life because you're hired here forever. And it's just like, I don't know. It was really (laughs) I feel like very relevant with everything that's going on right now with all the strikes and like Mm -hmm. people being aware of like workers being aware of their worth. And I don't know just feel like more people should be aware of their worth especially if you know you're working a job and not getting paid enough and you could literally literally disrupt your entire company if you just all came together i don't have a mirror here but i was gonna hold a mirror up so you could see (laughs) rude (laughs) don't call me out in front of our listeners well you know they don't know but yes i uh i really i like i've liked the first two issues of this so you know it's just an anthology so you can kind of like pick up whatever or not pick it up or yeah but good it was good all right okay next yeah i don't have it you don't have it that's right okay um we both read this i did end up picking up this copy just because 
don't know. I really like the art for it. This is uh, Tales of the Titans starring Starfire. There's uh, going to be four issues. Um, second one is Raven. Third one is Donna Troy. And then the fourth one is Beast Boy. So it's just each of them is a story of like a day in the life of this particular Titan. So this one is just mm -hmm. about Starfire and what she does in a day and like her thoughts and feelings and emotions and stuff uh, apparently she's too emotional which I didn't get that at all but I understand why other people would have thought that mm -hmm. but it was I don't know it was a lot of fun I really did enjoy this and I think the art worked really well for the story as well yeah uh Javier Rodriguez is one of my favorite artists like every time he's on a book it's just I think it looks really good and I feel like it looks like it fits the stories really yeah. well most of the time um I don't know there's something about the messaging in this book I really liked I I did very much enjoy the um the budding friendship between like Barbara and Starfire because you know there's that that guy that's like between them or whatever <laughs> but neither of them like I don't know you know what I'm trying to say like mm -hmm. the, it's they don't harbor negative feelings towards the other person it's just they don't know how to like be friends because of this situation yeah so I, I did like that whole like starfire being like I guess we're getting somewhere like we're finally becoming friends type of thing because she is she very much loves her friends and like loves having friends and stuff and I just I thought that was very very nice I I, yeah. just really, I really enjoyed that and the conversation she has with Donna it was just I really enjoyed it and I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. <laughs> I think it's like it was the messaging too behind like they use the word princess but I assume they meant like you know super girly mm -hmm. and it's just like the message that's like you know you can be super girly but still be like heroic and mm -hmm. be like what I guess men are or others are and like yeah that ability to show motion is like super important i don't know it's just yeah it was really well written it looked really good mm -hmm. very satisfying read i yeah i did not pick it up myself but reading it off the wall was definitely like when i finished i was like hell yeah that was worth my time like yeah because I, I had started it on tuesday night but had to go to bed so i just like put it away and I was like I'll get back to it in the morning and when I read it in the morning I was like yeah I'm glad I decided to finish this because I did like it was good um I'll uh I'll move on so we can keep going uh I have the vigil this is issue number three we just got in that long conversation about 28 days later uh <laughs> this is just a story by Ram V uh do you like for some reason I thought the artist had changed but oh there's just a different artist on some pages so Lily Kumar Sharmar Shamar is the artist and Sid Koishin finishes uh 6 through 10 13 through 15 and 18 to 20 um and Rain Barreto does the colors and Dave Sharp does the letters this is just like your team of misfits brought together and in this particular issue uh the one i guess straight laced person in the group has been is basically been there to like tell the person who's writing it like 
if these people are to be trust and like kind of like what's going on spying on them and the person who has this mask can change into like anyone basically they can use the mask to change their face and they spend the day as this like agent kind of trying to like you know doing the the same as them but on the other side where he they're right they're pretending to be her and live her life and see like what's going on in her life and if she's like trustworthy okay are you enjoying it because it is only limited right yeah as far as i know i think it's only supposed to be like five i feel like it was supposed to be less but i haven't really seen anything about it uh six six okay um but yeah I really really do like it because it's yeah it's that misfit team but it's also just like the stuff they're doing and the way they're going about it the characters are really interesting um someday I'll remember their names but yeah it's just it's good the art's really good it I I hope that there's more eventually but if not like I'll probably be happy with what I get okay very nice Okay. okay. Have... Wait, are you done? Yes, I promise I'm done. Okay. So <laughs> then this is the last book. Uh, this is Night Terror's Night Wing. Um, this is issue number one. Um, it's Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad and then Danielle D. I can never D. Nicuolo. The, the artist who did Seven Secrets. That was like the main reason why I wanted to pick this up. And it's Becky Cloonan and I love Becky Cloonan. Um, yeah. This is just the the Night Terrors uh, Nightwing story. And I I did enjoy it, but I feel like the reason I did enjoy it is just because of the art, because I just yeah. love this artist so much and it, it just looks really good, like just fantastic. And I mean, the story itself, I haven't mm-hmm. read any of the other Night Terrors, so I'm just not exactly sure like <laughs> what is going on. Like I, I have the idea, like I, I know, but... Mm-hmm. This is the only one that I've read. Well, you wouldn't, like, if you read any of the other ones, it wouldn't help you. Right. No, I know that. I was just hoping to, like, I wanted to read, like, the main title, like, Night Terrors, just to read it. But I just never got around to it. So I, like, I know what it's about. But there are, like, other ones that I have been wanting to read as well. I just haven't haven't had a chance to. But I made myself get this one so that I could read it and I'm I actually I I kind of I enjoyed it and I mean I'm glad it's only like two issues because that's yeah a big deal for me but I don't know I did enjoy this one quite a bit I actually like I because I read all of the night terrors Mm -hmm. this week that week this week last week's books off of the wall I'll I'll probably do it again this week so that's Mm -hmm. what I've been trying to do um but yeah I really liked all of them because it was Catwoman superman my god there were quite a few and now i'm like wonder blanking. woman wonder woman oh my god there's a nightwing um punchline i didn't read punchline actually oh, okay so i think that's it so catwoman nightwing yeah. superman wonder woman and I, yeah, I liked them all quite a bit. I liked the Superman a lot. Uh, Tom Riley did the art on that one, though, too. And it looked really good. Uh, Josie Campbell wrote the Wonder Woman issue, which she did uh, the Shazam 
the new champion of Shazam story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and that was like really intriguing. I just like they're all very different and they all like vary quite quite a bit, which is why when people ask me if they should read like all of them, it's like, no. <laughs> like you don't and, need to. You don't need to just pick and choose like characters you like or people you like that are on books. Um, but yeah, they were all really fun. I wish they weren't like I think all of them are $4.99, all of the little side yeah. story ones. But the main like the main title issues are only $3.99. Make it make sense. Make That's it make sense. <laughs> like I need that to make sense. That doesn't make sense to me. Um but this like yeah, the story as a whole is just like it's a fun idea. There's just yeah. If it was wrapped up into your like normal monthlies, I don't think it would really be that big of a deal. Right. I don't, that's I don't it. know. That's it. That's all I got. Like that's that's night terrors, baby. Yeah, I was gonna say that's champs that's champs thoughts on night terrors as a whole. Yeah. I wish I wish that like ugh. I, I do have a lot of thoughts on that that like this event and like the way it's going and I, I someday I'll air them out but yeah we should um <laughs> do like little quick like 15 minute episodes just called talk comics to me grievances and we just talk about the the issues that we have with things that are happening it'll be like may I, it'll be may I speak to the manager yeah the Karen edition <laughs> it could be fun <laughs> uh i don't know for whom but for us and you know <laughs> other people might have our opinions too maybe they want to hear the, the nitty-gritty yeah i feel like people always love you know when people shit on stuff but i just want to make it clear that the reason why we would do a, an additional segment is because that's not who we are <laughs> We're not assholes about comic books, so we're not going to, like, talk shit about comic books because, like we always say, it's just not for us. But I would also like to have an opinion sometimes that is not always just that. I'm just well, trying to be polite <laughs> with certain things, you know? Like, well, and I, I think don't want to be a dick about it. Yeah, and I think the thing with Night Terrors is it's a little bit different than, like, being a dick. It's more so, like, me just being mad about the way... A corporation is trying to like make money because they're doing it in like literally the stupidest way possible. Yes, it's like I, if you want, <laughs> if you want people to buy more comics, this isn't it. No, they they should have just done it as like two oversized issues or some shit like that. Like there was no reason to do that many characters. And Angel Breaker, who the fuck is that? <laughs> like, why was we'll that find, even necessary? We'll find out. <laughs> uh okay so for real that's it we're done we can't we can't we can't keep boning you like we are we've we've finished we've come to fruition we've reached the end of the bone zone (laughs) (laughs) uh so as always go to your local comic book shop and buy some motherfucking comics buy some buy lots of them support your shops be good to the people who work there be good to your friends your family take care of yourself support your local libraries uh support you know people who are striking there's lots of unions there's there's lots of lots of people striking right now writers actors broadway ups might be striking soon um 
And if you don't support any of those people, then I got a big old fuck you and suck it for you here. Um, yeah, I didn't even realize about uh, UPS, but UPS is like a huge part of like my day to day job at, at like where I work. And so we all got like emails, the people who do like the UPS stuff that was like, hey, just so you know, they're going to be going on strike on the first it, like if that's how it happens and stuff mm -hmm. so get all your FedEx stuff ready and like I fucking hate hate doing the FedEx orders I hate it it the system that they use does not make any sense it is not streamlined at all it is the most complicated thing ever so anytime anyone brings down like a FedEx shipment I just move it into a UPS box <laughs> that way because UPS is so much like quicker so now I'm gonna have to get used to doing FedEx but that's one grievance for the day. Uh, but yeah, you know, as you know, comics very much like run on UPS and I 100% like support our UPS guys, like in women and peoples, uh, because those people have the hardest jobs. That shit sucks. And I know because I talk to my UPS person all the time, every day, I try to be as nice to them as possible because they deserve it. They do a hard Is it job. Is the same one? Yes. The scat. Ginger? The, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bandwidth. He, yeah. Yeah. He delivers like over here. Like he, I always see him dropping off packages and stuff at my apartment and I, I talk to him still. <laughs> yeah. We love him. Anyway, we yes. love him. He's great. Yes. But yeah, just so, we support our workers. We support our unions. And I think that you should all definitely do the same or, you know, consider Don't be union. a scab. Yeah, don't be a scab. Consider unionizing, unionizing where you work. Yep. Unionizing. Yeah. Why not? You all deserve more money. Time off. Mm -hmm. Whatever mm -hmm. it is. If you're doing more work than the, the people above you, then you deserve to make more than they do. Never doubt your worth. Uh, so that was a rant we didn't mean to go on. And I think that's all we have, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We love you. Thank you for listening if you've gotten this far and uh, we'll see you on the flippity flip.